Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit SayMyThyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, is there a relationship between tinnitus and thyroid health? So before I dive into the research, I'd like to give my personal experience with tinnitus as when I dealt with hyperthyroidism, I developed ringing in the ears. And it lasted for a few months and it eventually self-resolved. Over the years, I've worked with a good number of people who had tinnitus, more so those with hyperthyroidism. I wouldn't say a real high percentage, but it's not uncommon in people with hyperthyroidism, including those with Graves' disease, those with toxic multinodal goiter. And most of the time, it will go away on its own after a few months. So if you're experiencing it and if it's new and if the onset of the tinnitus occurred simultaneously when you developed hyperthyroidism or around the same time, then there's a good chance it will go away on its own. But what I'd like to do now is look at some of the research associated with tinnitus, some of it related to thyroid health. And the first journal article I'm looking at is from 2014 and just discusses the pathophysiology and treatment of tinnitus. So at least as far as the numbers go back then, it said that it's estimated to occur in 15 to 20% of the world's population, which is a lot of people, with 1 to 3% of cases severely affecting quality of life. And it also describes tinnitus as a perception of sound and proximity to the head with the absence of an external source. And severe tinnitus is frequently associated with depression, anxiety, and insomnia. And tinnitus has been associated with a variety of risk factors, including prolonged noise exposure, head and neck injury, as well as infections. And it goes on to mention how treatment modalities are still aimed at lessening the awareness of tinnitus and its impact on quality of life rather than attaining a definitive cure. And then when it comes to thyroid health, there are a few journal articles I came across, one from 2021 that is titled Low Thyroid Stimulating Hormone, or TSH. So low TSH levels are associated with annoying tinnitus in adult women. So this had to do with subclinical hyperthyroidism, which is low TSH and normal thyroid hormone levels. And it went on to conclude that subclinical hyperthyroidism was related to an increased risk of annoying tinnitus. And this relationship was apparent more so in females. It actually looked at males and said the male subgroup did not show a relationship between low TSH and annoying tinnitus, which is interesting. And then another journal article, this also from 2021, was titled An Increased Incidence of Tinnitus Following a Hyperthyroidism Diagnosis. And so again, I'm not going to get into detail. I'll include the links in the show notes, which you can check out by visiting saymythyroid.com. So I will say here, so during the study period, 4.9% of hyperthyroidism patients and 3.2% of non-hyperthyroid controls developed tinnitus. And after adjusting for age, gender, and comorbidities, 
hyperthyroidism patients had a 1.38 fold higher risk of tinnitus than those without hyperthyroidism. And then it concluded that this large population-based study suggests patients with diagnosed hyperthyroidism was more prone to develop tinnitus. Our findings suggest evaluation for comorbid vertigo, insomnia, anxiety, and or hearing loss may identify patients who are at a high risk of developing tinnitus in patients with hyperthyroidism. So again, I've seen it in my practice, but also backed up by the research. And then I did come across an article which showed that hypothyroidism, so low thyroid hormone and related comorbidities on the risk of developing tinnitus. And again, I'll just include this link in the show notes. But pretty much it said, in conclusion, we report the relationship between hypothyroidism status and its increased risk for tinnitus based on claims data of the Taiwan National Health Insurance Research Database. So this was conducted in Taiwan. And we also found that those patients with hypothyroidism are at increased risk of developing tinnitus when associated with comorbidities, including vertigo, hearing loss, and insomnia. And then there's also some nutrients. So I looked a little bit deeper One study showed that there's a role of vitamin D in tinnitus. So it shows that tinnitus patients with a lower serum level of 25-hydroxy vitamin D, now this was really low, gave like less than or equal to 15 nanograms per deciliter. I see levels that are that low at times, but what I see a lot of are people less than optimal, like within the lab range, which is greater, typically greater than 30 nanograms per deciliter. But then I do see a good number of people in their 20s. And then it said that these tinnitus patients were significantly younger, had a higher degree of tinnitus severely measured, had higher triglyceride and TSH levels. So here it actually said higher TSH levels, which is associated with hypothyroidism. And again, there is a strong correlation between a 25-hydroxy level and tinnitus handicap inventory. And so it concludes that our findings suggest that a large proportion of tinnitus patients suffer from vitamin D deficiency and that the vitamin D level correlates with tinnitus impact. We recommend a vitamin D assessment for all tinnitus patients. So I think it's safe to say that probably most people with tinnitus, it's not solely related to vitamin D, but if you're experiencing any ringing of the ears, then you definitely want to have your vitamin D levels measured and then correct that deficiency if it is deficient. Then I came across another article, this is from 2019, that showed the effects of oral zinc supplementation on patients with noise-induced hearing loss associated tinnitus. And conclusions show that zinc oral supplementation elevated serum zinc levels and that the tinnitus handicap inventory scores improved significantly following zinc treatment in patients with tinnitus. However, no improvements in objective hearing parameters were observed. And they also mentioned two months of treatment with zinc. So they took zinc for two months. I don't know if they list the actual dosing here. I don't see it. But interesting that zinc can help in some cases with tinnitus as well. And then I came across another journal article, this one from 2016, on the therapeutic role of vitamin B12 in patients of chronic tinnitus. And this was a randomized double-blind pilot study involving 40 patients. And of the total patients that had tinnitus, 17 were vitamin B12 deficient. So 42.5% showed deficiency when the normal levels were considered to be 250 picograms per milliliter. And then these people received intramuscular vitamin B12 weekly for six weeks. 
And it concluded that it provided a link between cobalamin or vitamin B12 deficiency and tinnitus, thereby suggesting a therapeutic role of B12 in cobalamin or, again, vitamin B12 deficient patients who have tinnitus. And then I came across another study, a 2019 study showing the molecular aspects of melatonin treatment in tinnitus. And it mentioned that based on laboratory studies indicating the protective effect of melatonin against cochlear damage induced by acoustic trauma and ototoxic agents, and also clinical studies reporting the ability of melatonin to minimize the severity of tinnitus, melatonin is suggested to be a treatment option for the patient with tinnitus. So again, not to suggest that everybody who has tinnitus should take melatonin or B12. I mean, you definitely want to evaluate for these. I mean, melatonin, not as easy to evaluate. The dried urine testing that I sometimes do looks at melatonin. Pretty simple to look at vitamin B12 and vitamin D, zinc. There's some controversy over serum zinc versus RBC zinc, but in most cases, it's not going to hurt to experiment with some supplementation as long as you're not going too high when it comes to zinc. So that's just another thing to consider, but not only balancing the thyroid hormones, but potentially nutrient deficiencies. And then I came across a 2023 study that showed the analysis of etiology, diagnosis, and treatment strategy and efficacy of pulsatile tinnitus caused by abnormal vascular anatomy. And so unfortunately, when this is the case, more invasive procedures might need to be done. So here it said endovascular interventional therapy, as well as extravascular open surgery were used according to the location of the vascular lesions. Now, it did say that tinnitus disappeared in 41 patients out of 45. So 45 patients that had vascular anatomical abnormalities. And so, again, tinnitus disappeared in 41 patients, was significantly relieved in three patients, and was unchanged in one patient after getting surgery, except for one patient with transient headaches that occurred after getting surgery. No obvious complications occurred. So, again, obviously, you'd want to get your situation evaluated just to see if this is the cause of your tinnitus, if you're experiencing tinnitus. I'll finish by talking about infections. So certain stealth infections, I've seen it with Lyme disease, Bartonella can cause tinnitus. Not a lot in the research, honestly, related to that. But I did come across a study in 2021 showing that COVID, getting exposed to COVID, which I have seen also in some patients causing tinnitus. And I've seen it with the vaccine as well. So COVID, again, more so a couple of years ago as a recording of this, not as big of an issue now as it was a few years ago. And, uh, you know, vaccine again, same thing. I don't see the, when people were getting COVID and getting the vaccines, I saw a lot of people with hyperthyroidism itself, but as far as tinnitus, I also saw some people that experienced it with either getting exposed to the virus or in some cases getting the vaccine. But this particular study focuses on the infection itself. So that is my response to the question is there a relationship between tinnitus and thyroid health? So definitely there does seem to be, as I have seen it with some of my patients over the years, more so those with hyperthyroidism. And then the research shows that people with hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism are at an increased risk of developing tinnitus. But then I also mentioned other potential causes, including infections, including trauma, like a neck injury, of course, exposure to loud noises, 
prolonged periods of time, and then infections. So if you balance out the thyroid hormones and the ringing of the ears doesn't go away, then you might want to look into some of the other causes that I discussed here. So as usual, I hope you found this Q&A episode to be super valuable, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.